Hi everyone. Today's video has three points and you're going to want to stick around because the third point is a secret as to how today's tool I'm going to discuss can be used to really amplify your sales. So let's get into it. The topic we're discussing today is how this tool made me a bestseller. So when you're first getting started with self-publishing, you see immediately a lot of tools that are out there that you could be choosing from as you're moving forward in your self-publishing business. But each tool requires you to learn a lot of things. It requires you to invest money, some of them periodically like every year when it comes to, for example, my domain registration, email lists, these sorts of things. Other tools are one-off deals like the formatting tool I use and some of the cover creation tools that are used as well. Some of them are free as well there. but. Uh, but once you reach a certain point, you begin to realize you can be completely flooded in all of the different tools and options that are available to you. And this creates a whole series of frustrations that you will go through as you're trying to figure out what are the correct tools that you should be using. And today I'm going to share with you a little bit upon a tool that has helped me become a bestseller for a couple of the books that I've published, even though they're not bestsellers at this moment, they were back when they came out with using some of the tips that I'm going to tell you today. This is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. Hit the subscribe button if you'd like for me to make more videos like this one as we race towards 1,000 subscribers. We're getting there and so I just need your help. So please do me a favor and hit subscribe and check out below me here and grab a copy of my free self-publishing checklist because it contains the secrets that I discuss in order to ensure that you're getting your book out onto the market as easily as possible and starting to get some sales on your book. So let's get into it. Mangoes. Now I know I told you about books and we're going to get to that in a little bit upon that tool, but I wanted to discuss something that I discovered with tools in general. Well, the first thing is I love using kitchen equipment. So lots of different tools. Well, at least buying the equipment and the idea that it's going to help me in the kitchen to make food a lot easier and a lot faster. Well, the problem is I ended up with a huge graveyard of equipment that never gets used. And some of these include, one was a deep fat fryer. I had the idea I would make my own French fries, but I they came out awful. And then you would be stuck with all this extra oil and it wasn't healthy. So you had this combination that was terrible on that one. The other would be all of these slicing and dicing machines, things that give you the ability to go back and forth with a vegetable. I remember cutting my fingers on these because they weren't really particularly safe. And then if I used the little attachment devices that didn't work out so well and then storing them seemed to become a little bit of a hazard when it came to trying to do that as well and the final one was an apple peeler where it would both decor peel the apple and also uh, make it into little rings but the fact is we never used it it was just on the shelf sitting there it was on sale so I thought yes this looks like a great device this tool will be fantastic for my kitchen but in reality it ended up being a complete failure. But that brings us to today's issue, which was the mango. And the thing is, mangoes can be a bit tricky when you're trying to slice it because the, the center, the core of the mango is a weird shaped thing, the seed in there or whatever they call it. You can tell me below in the comments what that thing's called. But 
it's really hard to cut out and it's not clear where the edges are either because there's lots of little strands that get stuck in your teeth as you you know when you're eating mangoes and then the second thing is the peel itself sticks tightly to the the, the meat or the flesh of the fruit and so it's difficult to get that off if you try to cut it off after you've peeled after you've put the put the mango through the thing and so i wanted to see if i could come up with a solution for this and the answer is i just decided to order a mango slicer from china and the thing with this was that once it came i wasn't sure it would work it cost one dollar so it wasn't going to hurt anything it wasn't going to break the budget with regards to the tool but just because something is cheap doesn't mean it isn't going to take time to learn the tool and also try to put it into practice and with this mango slicer what then i discovered i looked on the net and discovered people suggesting that you peel the mango first with just a normal peeler and then by pushing down the slicer, it perfectly removes the center core. Well, I tested it out for myself and it actually worked. So all of our mangoes at this point are going through this particular device. And what it is, it's that as a lot of trial and error, but listening to other people when trying to figure out which tools are gonna to help you achieve your goals when it comes to, well, cutting fruit or self-publishing. So let's get into today's answers. How this tool made me a bestseller. Well, which tool is it? Well, here it comes. I guess I should hold it off for the secret, but the secret will tell you how to use this tool a little better. It's Katie Spy. Now, I've discussed this in the comments below with a number of you regarding how to use this tool. I've even run a couple uh, cycles on your book to see if we could find out which keywords would be very powerful. But the key with Katie Spy, which you can find my affiliate link below in the description, it is that this particular tool will give you the ranking of the search results that you get when you search on a keyword. In addition, you can see the number of books that have been published for that keyword in the Kindle store. And this, if you take the number of books that have been published and divide by the number of books that have a basic sales rank in the top 100,000 for the first 20 results, which you get easily from Katie Spy, you're quickly going to be able to assess whether this keyword is a powerful one. So the lower the ratio. For me, on nonfiction, it's even more important in nonfiction, but fiction also matters. We get into the minds of the people who are searching for these books in the Kindle store, and we make sure that our books are exactly hitting those keywords they're searching for. You see how this would go? And so as a result, let's say puppy training, one of my favorite topics to always bring up, we might look and see that puppy training or puppy sleep training or these other keywords, some of them might be popular and it would show us that people are spending a lot of money, but there are just not that many books on the subject. That would give us a profitable keyword. I like it with a ratio, at least for nonfiction, of under 30. So, so if, for example, if you had, I don't know what it would be, you know, if you had, uh, uh, I was trying to think, if you had, let's say, 100 books on a topic and 10 of those books were in the top 100, uh, BSR, so that would give us 100 divided by 10 gives us 10, so that would be a ratio of 10, if that makes any sense. Hopefully that, that's that's kind of clear, right? So we're able to look at those top the top results that are there, and then we're able to figure out uh, what exactly the ratio is going to be, and then using this tool, we're able to find out if those keywords are going to be profitable for us. And the thing is, is that I really haven't found a tool as cheap and as easy to use as Katie Spy. And if you're, if anybody who's purchased it before and you have any questions, uh, let me know below in the comments. I'm always helping people using these tools, no problem. Number two, the thing is, is that the right keywords equals free traffic. This is, it's great with paid traffic when you figure out the right keywords there. I use uh, Publisher Rocket for those keywords, but for this one, uh, 
but you have to pay in order to do that. So to get your audience to actually purchase from you, which you should be doing paid as well. But our goal is over a period of time to have a organic reach. Our audience is just finding us. They're doing searches on Amazon, which is one of the largest search engines in the world, or Google, and up comes our book. Why is it coming up? It's because our book is a fantastic match for those keywords. The keywords should be used in the, somebody else recently asked me this question, which was where should the keywords be used? They should be used in the main title, the subtitle, the description, even your chapter headings, when they do the look in, they'll, they'll see, see those, those keywords. keywords. This, this also tells your reader that when they're going to buy the book, if you have some crazy title, let's say puppy training, uh, puppy sleep training is the title that we're looking for our book, right? But if, uh, uh, if your title is called finally sleep, well, it's not clear. You might have a picture of a puppy, but they're never going to find this book if they just want some puppy training, sleep training. And it's not going to come through automatically through Google and Amazon where they're just sending you this free traffic for your book, books to make sure that people are able to find it. The key is while we're sleeping, the search engines are just pounding away, giving pick people the our covers to our books if we've chosen the correct keywords. And when those covers come up, now the cover then does the next thing. It has one goal. Its goal is not to tell them everything about the story. Somebody recently was asking me about putting huge subtitle in their copy. Terrible idea. The, the cover has a, is a thumbnail size. You should imagine as a thumbnail, can you read clearly what the value proposition is? So when they see the cover, are they going to quickly know what to expect if they buy it, if they were to purchase this book? But ultimately, its main purpose is to get a click. That's the main purpose of the cover. You might have been thinking that the cover is about, you know, oh, being artistic or something like that. It's not really. Your title is about getting people to find the book in the first place. The cover is about getting the click. And then your description, the look inside, the author's description, that's about getting the sale. But remember, the most important of all of these is going to be the keyword. Now, if you're famous, you can come up with any book and people will buy it. But if you're not, then find out what those powerful keywords are by using the tool Katie Spy and you'll be able to, to do it. But my secret answer of the day is telling you how to use Katie Spy to do something that many authors overlook. And this is something that you're not going to want to skip if you're testing out this tool. And the answer is, the secret is, you can get keywords from the best sellers with this tool. So you can say, show me, take the best sellers, the top 20 or top 100 results for a given search, let's say puppy training. And then I can say, create a cloud of keywords. So it'll show me the most used keywords that are being used in that list. And from there, there's a reason they're best sellers. People are searching and finding it, or assuming we're not looking at authors who are well known because if it's an if it's a well-known author that changes the rules because they could throw any garbage on the market and people will buy it but otherwise you're going to want to look at those keywords and include them don't you can't do what's called keyword stuffing where it's throw a bunch of keywords at the end of your titles which i myself have done in the past i think i may book, have books out there that still do this but you can get banned for this so i would not suggest for new books doing this particular strategy so that is not something you're going to want to do with your keywords okay so, but you will want to just have them inside the title so that when people do a search, up comes another one of your books. Does that make sense? So if you're doing a book about puppy training, the word puppy training or puppy sleep training, it should be the title itself or should be at least in the subtitle if you're not able. And then it should show up in that description as well. We want to make sure the person is looking for us to solve their problem is going to know it very quickly. And the same would be true within, you know, within uh, horror books and things like that, fiction books. If you're doing horror, well, of course the title should have it. If it's about going to be about vampires, really, even though you know there's movies, I think, was it From Dusk to Dawn was one movie, you're going to want to have the word vampire inside of the title or subtitle. Make it very clear to your audience 
this book is about vampires. So a person who's really excited to read books about vampires, I know people like the shapeshifter romance uh, genre, and they literally just can't get enough of it. You know, uh, I don't know what it was, hippo shapeshifter, a piranha shapeshifter, whatever it might be. They just love to read through all of the books on that in that genre, and when they find a keyword, they're just going to look for every book that uses it. So your, your genre may not be the same as the uh, romance genre, because it's a very special genre, but but, uh, but in terms of a lot of these other things within the fiction area, make it clear it's an Amish romance or a <clears throat> cozy mystery. Do you understand? Does that make sense? So in other words, almost the genre itself is showing up in our title and subtitle. It is not the time to get creative with that. Once you're a famous author and have sold millions of copies, I used these particular techniques on several of my books and was able to get them in the Amazon first place position. And the key was using the genre and the problem as the title itself. So a person who searches for it, they see my title and cover and it's an immediate promise to fix their problem. And those books continue to sell. Where's the traffic coming from? Organic searches. And so it's an amazingly powerful way to get sales and so you do not want to overlook using this technique. Well, my question for you today is which tools have made the biggest difference for your publishing? I really want to know because maybe you found some tools that work even better than the ones that I use. So go ahead and let me know below in the comments and in the description you can also see the tools that I am currently using. I change them out from time to time and update my affiliate links below. And so that's just a, uh, you don't pay anything extra for clicking on my links, but I do make a little bit of money and that helps to support this channel and the efforts that I'm doing to make self-publishing easier for everyone. And check up above me here for more video answers to your self-publishing questions. Thanks.